Welcome to the What Why Podcast, where I ask what, why about pretty much everything. The What Why Podcast with me, Emily Joya. Hello and welcome to episode number two of the What Why Podcast, guys. This is the first second episode of any podcast that I have ever recorded. We are on episode number two. It's looking like we are going to be premiering new episodes on Fridays. And as you guys hear at the end of this, I do say every week, just in case there's a little bit of a schedule change, but it's looking like Fridays are going to be the day. So today on the agenda, so last night, so it's June 30th when I'm recording this episode. So last night, June 29th, my sister and I actually went and saw the new movie Zola. Have you guys heard of it? (laughs) I actually said last night at the theater that if you did not read the Twitter thread, what are you doing? So let me start from the beginning, this whole adventure that we went on. So there's a woman, her name is Azia, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it right, Monet king we're calling her zola she goes on this wild adventure because she meets this girl at a restaurant where she's working or waitressing and the girl takes her on this wild adventure in florida where there's strippers there's guns there's prostitution there's these great the craziest things happen to this girl and what makes it exciting is that it's a true story (laughs) all this stuff actually happened And it's just crazy. Let me start at the beginning. So back in 2015, Zola made these tweets. And what's really cool about it is I lived through it. I experienced these tweets as they were happening. And I remember being on Twitter and being like, what? Now, I'm not exactly sure how many uh, tweets this is long. I could actually look that up, but it, oh, 148 tweet thread. And I remember reading it and every single tweet that was coming in, the story just got crazier and crazier and crazier. And it was just wild to me that this is adventure that this girl went on. So basically the story starts if by now you guys have probably have either heard about the movie or seen the movie. The movie will have been out for a week already if you guys are listening to this episode. So spoiler alert if you haven't seen it already, but I'm hoping most of you that have wanted to see the movie have already seen it by now. So spoiler alerts ahead. If you guys aren't interested in that, you could stop right here. So, But here we go. So the movie begins and she's a waitress at a restaurant and she meets this girl now names have changed for obvious reasons you know she actually said the real names of these people on twitter which was weird to me because i remember looking up the description of the movie and i was talking about it with my sister and my sister said oh the name changed so for the sake of the movie they changed the names for security reasons but you could totally look up the original tweets this girl gave the most descriptive locations descriptions about people insane just absolutely insane and obviously you could look up the truthful story on uh twitter so or on the internet there's all these like stories that were written about it the news caught hold of this and like just skyrocketed this story about this girl who went on this adventure in florida but i'm getting ahead of myself so she meets this girl at this restaurant that she's waitressing at and the girl says do you have you ever danced before have you ever stripped before so she says yeah like occasionally every once in a while so i'm gonna take a sip of my coffee so she 
she takes her to Florida. And Zola thinks that she's just going to be a stripper one night at this club. Turns out she she does dance at the club, makes a little bit of money. And then the girl finally says to her, okay, we're actually going to go on this website now. And we're basically going to solicit ourselves for like sexual things. And they do. And they end up getting into this hotel room where I swear to you, the friend, so not Zola, but the friend at the time, she probably has sex with like, I'm going to say at least 10 men, 10 different men that are coming in and out of the room that night. And they end in the movie, they end up making about $8,000 and their pimp or the friend's pimp. He's like, wow, like you guys, you have like a thing going for you now. Like you're doing your job much better than you were doing it with just me. And there were definitely moments in the movie where I was turning to my sister. Yes, I was talking in the theater. And also at the end of the movie, I was asking my sister, like, how how is this story not more serious? Like, how are we not sitting here and arguing that she was trafficked or whatever? But Zola really held her ground. And it was just she remained really strong and really fierce during this entire experience. But definitely there were encounters that I, I honestly don't know how she handled it. Um, it got really scary at some points because there was shooting in certain points. The friend gets kidnapped at the end of the movie. I'm doing not so great of a job describing this movie. But I would highly, highly, highly recommend going to see this movie if you were looking for something fun to watch and just light and entertaining. Also, it's by the company A24. They created Spring Breakers, Uncut Gems, literally every single movie that I would ever, Midsummer. that's another one, every single movie that I would honestly say that's one of my favorite movies is created by this company A24. So, I, mind blown. The movie actually was everything that I wanted it to be. I honestly have been waiting for years for this movie to come out. It seemed as if this movie was never going to happen, obviously with COVID. It was supposed to come out last year, and then it didn't. And finally, when I heard that it was coming out, I I had to go see it. Like, literally, it, I think it's coming out today, like June 30th, but they, they do, like, the night before premiere kind of thing. And so I said to my sister, we have to go. We have to see it. We live through it. And actually, well, I'm not going to say it. I, uh, Julia, if you're listening, <laughs> I bought me and you a little surprise from A24. So that'll be, that, that'll be coming to you in a few weeks. So if you're listening <laughs> and yeah, so definitely would recommend to see that movie. Um, definitely as much as it definitely had some serious topics in it, it was definitely very funny. A lot of comedic relief. The way that they told the story was just incredible. I would love to get into screenplay writing and learn more about how movies are constructed and made. I love how A24 curates their movies. It almost looks as if you're seeing the movie from the eyes of the character. And I know other movies do that, but you're literally seeing it. Like there were points in this movie where you were watching the movie from one of the character's iPhones. And obviously the movie is very heavily social media based. Obviously majority of the story takes place on Twitter. So they wanted you to feel like you were literally engulfed in the tweets. You were like, you were riding the tweets. Like you were there <laughs> while she was tweeting it, while she was experiencing this. And 
just the way the movie was put together, it was great. I actually said to my boyfriend, because he loves Spring Breakers and he liked Uncut Gems, I said if Spring Breakers and Uncut Gems had a baby, this would be that baby. (laughs) This is that movie. So if you guys are into stuff like that, obviously everyone at this point has seen Uncut Gems, Spring Breakers. I think they're both on Netflix. I know Uncut Gems is. Um, If you haven't seen it already and you like those movies, would definitely recommend it. I definitely... I definitely recommend seeing this movie. This is very much the child of those two movies. And then, of course, Midsummer. That came out a couple years ago. I don't remember exactly what year, but that's another one of my favorite films by A24. Definitely recommend seeing that. These movies get very... Your jaw drops at some points because you do see... The movie was rated R, this Zola movie, and... I didn't know what I was going to see walking into it. There was no really, like, drug use in the movie. There was a lot of, it was murder. Or not, I don't know if it was murder, but someone definitely gets shot brutally. Just like in Uncut Gems, he dies at the end. Oops. (laughs) Spoiler of Uncut Gems. Um, Midsummer though, is very, like, hmm? There's a lot, you see a lot in Midsummer. I remember seeing that with my friend a few summers back, and... It was wild. Has anyone, if you guys are listening, leave a comment if you saw Midsummer and what your initial reaction was to that movie. My jaw dropped to the floor. I was just like, what? Like, what am I watching right now? So, yeah, that's my little summary of Zola. Definitely go see it if you haven't already. This is not sponsored, but I waited so long for this movie, and it gave me everything and more. Honestly, it was pretty great. I I rarely say that about movies, especially movies based on true events. You know, the writers always take their liberties where they want to change up things that shouldn't be changed. Obviously, the names were changed for the sake of safety and all that. But other than that, it was... It was a great movie. I absolutely loved it. Fabulous. Would definitely recommend seeing it. Perfect summer flick with friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, whoever. So, yeah. And then um, I thought I would talk a little bit about upcoming movies. This is not advertised, but I thought it was very fitting with uh, what we just talked about. So I recently this morning saw the new trailer for the movie Clifford. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Does everybody remember that? I love how I was talking about Zola and Midsummer, and then I'm like, oh, go see Clifford. <laughs> so for anyone who follows me on pretty much anything, my family have just got a new dog. Her name is Evie Lou. And so when we saw this trailer this morning for Clifford, I said, how great would it be if we could actually take Evie to go see the movie? The trailer is honestly so emotional. It brings me back to my childhood. I don't think Emily Elizabeth is in the movie, but definitely Clifford. <laughs> He's the big red dog. He's in the movie. Um, it's it's very much along the lines of like Paddington Bear. If you guys have saw that movie, that's the vibe that it kind of gave me. Definitely something else that I will definitely be checking out. Sometimes I do like to go see lighthearted movies that aren't so scary or don't show a lot of graphic images. And I'm just ready for something lighthearted that I could go see with my family. And then what's another movie that I... Oh, I want... I really, 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 really high hopes for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story out December 10th of 2021 this year if we don't go into another pandemic because it was supposed to come out on my birthday I think it was like December 18th of last year was supposed to come out and I I want to see that movie so bad now when In the Heights was 
being spoken about. It was a Broadway show, going to become a movie. I was excited to see it, but my heart is with West Side Story. I grew up watching that movie. My parents grew up watching that movie. That movie just, like, has my heart. And I'm only comparing the two because they both take place in New York and have that. They have similar vibes, two separate storylines, two very different storylines, but the vibes are kind of there if you guys want that old school musical on the streets of New York City, that kind of a thing. And both were Broadway shows. I'm not sure if West Side Story was originally a Broadway show or if it was originally a movie. I think it was originally a movie. That's what my my heart is telling me. I also, I'm more familiar with the music in West Side Story. And when I danced, when I was a little bit younger, I they did West Side Story as well. So I participated in a couple of different things that had to do with West Side Story. So that is the movie. I My passion is West Side Story. So I'm so excited to see that this December. I said to my sister, it comes out December 10th. My birthday is the week after. So I said, how cool would it be if we can get the family together and go see a movie, get dinner. And I just think that's going to be so great. I have high expectations because they're remaking a movie that is so classic and so ingrained in everyone's head. You know, anyone who has seen the movie at least once, you know the songs, you know the characters, everything about it. And it's one of those things where I really want them to stay true to the original storyline and not so much modernize it. I really hate when they take old, old movies and modernize it. Like I said about the movie last night with Zola, I really liked how that movie was very modern and very current and very relatable to today's generation. But with movies like West Side Story, I just don't feel like that's necessary to do. (laughs) I love the characters so much and I love the storyline so much. And I think it would be very important to embody that and keep the, the same thing going on for this reboot or remake of the movie. And I think um, one of the main actresses from that movie, I can't remember her name, but she plays Maria's sister. I love how I said I love this movie. I know everything about it. Um, one of the actresses from the original movie is supposedly in this new movie. So being that they are staying true to the story like that, I would hope the movie it captures that old spirit in it and I'm very excited to see it looking forward to it I know they are talking about too um if you look online rebooting the Wizard of Oz silence (laughs) that's a movie that has been remade like a billion times and I'm honestly not ready to see a remake of that movie I don't I just don't (laughs) I don't want to be involved in that it I know that they're going to modernize that too much and I just I cringe. If you're going to keep it very much like the original, that's fine. But if you're going to completely and utterly change it, then I got a problem with it. So I'm not really looking forward to that. And other than that, I haven't seen Cruella yet. I know people were talking about it. I can't bring myself. I could go to the movies and spend $45 on tickets and popcorn, but I just can't bring myself to buy a movie for 30 at home, even though it is the same, but it's not the same. Let me know in the comments or wherever, what is your opinion on that? You know, we saw with the pandemic that they've started streaming more movies from home, but you have to pay like a fee for most of the bigger films. And usually that fee is like $30. And yeah, you own the film, 
But if you wait a couple months, you could buy the film for 15 or less and have the same difference. Like, I don't know. For me, if I'm paying the money, I want to be in the theater. I want to have the experience. Speaking of which, I saw A Quiet Place 2 with my boyfriend. We went to a theater in Times Square. Was it Times Square? Yes, I think it was. It was a 4DX Regal Theater. So we really got the full experience. You know, we were in the theater. It was 4DX. You hear it. You see it. You smell it. You feel it. You got the water spraying on you. The seats are moving. The ground is rumbling while the movie's playing in sync to the movie. And honestly, that's the way movies should be watched. You know, it should be a whole experience. And I'm going to spend the money. I don't want to be in my living room like paying $30 on my couch watching a movie that if I if I could just wait a few months longer, you know, you get the same the same effect. So I know it it's like this thing we've had now for a year talking back and forth on where people stand on that. Like, oh, like if you go to the theater, it could actually be cheaper if you watch the movie at home because – if you have more people that you go with, you know, $30 is like two tickets, but and I guess, but also I bring water bottles to the theater. Like I'll bring snacks to the theater. It's just so expensive. I, I just, I don't get it sometimes with the, the snack food aspect of it, but the movie itself, I feel is worth seeing in the theater. I think it's worth the money. I think you get the full experience, even if you're not experiencing the 4DX, just seeing it up on the big screen. You got that surround system. And I know you could have that at home, but it's just different in the theater. But, yeah, everyone has their own opinions on that. And I, some of it could be um, people like to go back and forth on it. But that is just how I feel. And what? Oh, and I saw Fast and Furious 9. It was a lot of fun seeing the ninth movie in a series that I haven't seen one through eight of. So that's actually on my list of movies to watch. It was actually surprisingly good. And it had to be good because how are you going to make nine films going on 10 and 11? I heard they're actually going to film 10 and 11 together like they did Fifty Shades of Grey 2 and 3. So they're going to film it at the same time, but it's going to premiere a year apart of each other. So the ninth movie was pretty great. (laughs) I haven't seen one through eight. My boyfriend told me that they're kind of like you have to see the rest of them, but you could just jump in at any point. So I do plan on watching one through eight eventually. I know the third movie, which is like Tokyo Drift, third or fourth movie. Vin Diesel's not in it. I learned that from talking to my boyfriend. That's one great thing about what, being with somebody who knows about films that you could ask them questions without actually having to see the film. You could be like, what happens here? What happens here? And if you have to jump into the ninth film in a franchise, you could just ask questions. As you guys can probably tell, I like to talk during movies. So that's what I was doing last night and uh, to my boyfriend. And every time the people I'm with are like, shh, we're watching a movie. There was like nobody in the theater, though. That's the other thing that's blowing my mind. I went to see a Yankees game a few weeks back and the stadium was not packed at all. And the same thing with these theaters, you know, in New York now we have restrictions lighting up and it just doesn't seem like people are taking advantage of that which is okay you know people are just getting the hang of going back and going into this new normal um it was definitely a great experience I had at the theater last night shout out to Regal they one of my favorite theaters honestly I can't say anything bad about them very clean the theater we went to reclined seats you got that little swivel table in front of you excellent experience I enjoyed every second of it and I will keep going back. 
So I think that's it for this episode. I really want to know what you guys are watching, even if it's just on TV, what TV shows you're watching. My boyfriend and I always joke, we don't know what to watch. <laughs> We're always just flipping through Netflix, Disney Plus, all of that. Oh, WandaVision. Super great. That came out back in like January, February. Um, Loki, another great one. My boyfriend likes The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I didn't really watch that one, but <laughs> definitely WandaVision and Loki. We could talk about this in another podcast, most definitely. I want to discuss a uh, little bit of being not, I was never a Marvel fan, but recently I've been getting into it with some of the more recent films and re-watching the Avengers movies. I'm very new to it. So let me know in the comments what you guys are watching. I'd be very interested to know. And one thing I'm super, super, super interested in is Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness. This setup that Marvel is creating right now is just, it's great to me. <laughs> I think it's excellent. And I think even if you aren't a previous Marvel fan, which I am not, then you can still jump in and watch. And I think that that's great if a film, even we have like so many Marvel movies already made. And even if you haven't seen those, you you can jump in. And that's what I think is great about films. They they encompass everybody, all audiences. That's what makes a good film. If, if a lot of people want to listen and watch, I feel like that's what that's what makes a good film. So this is episode number two of the What Why podcast. Looks like we're on a roll, actually. And I'm excited about it. I will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the What Why Podcast. New episodes premiere every week. So see you next week.